dear friends welcome to sinpod once again in the studios today i have the sister duo ranjini and gayatri world renowned musicians whose musical contributions include studio recordings television performances radio programs concerts festivals and lecture demonstrations ranjini and gayatri gave their debut performance at the prestigious indian music group in mumbai at the age of 13 and 10 respectively ranjini and gayatri owe their rich musical heritage to their gurus shri ts krishna swami who taught them the violin and shri ps narayan swami who guides them now and they had their initial vocal training from their mother shrimati meenakshi balasubramanian and their father balasubramanian who played a pivotal role in shaping their musical values ranjini and gayatri have appeared as soloists violin duos accompanies vocal duos composers educators and ambassadors of indian classical music even as toddlers they showed an uncanny capacity to grasp the subtle nuances of carnatic music gayatri could identify over 100 ragas when she was barely 2 and a half and ranjini could delineate complex rhythm patterns at the age of 5 the sister duo have given many thematic concerts and have an extensive repertoire consisting of gems of the trinity old and contemporary tamil compositions and other languages including sanskrit telugu kannada malayalam hindi and marathi they have performed in prestigious venues and festivals like the kennedy center in washington south bank center in london rivena music festival in italy the cross cultural festival in warsaw and poland the bengal music festival in dhaka esplanade theater in singapore and the iconic gateway of india to name a few the sister duo have won numerous awards and titles in recognition of their contribution some of them being the kalaimamani award from the government of tamil nadu the gana padmam from brahma gana sabha lifetime achievement award from bharatiya vidyabhavan sanskriti award from sanskriti pratishthan in new delhi vani kala sudhakara from sri tyaga brahma gana sabha sangeeta kala shiromani isai jyoti and the dk pattamal award sangeeta vedanta durina nada kalanidhi from shanmugananda sangeeta sabha isai peroli the national eminence award from shanmugananda fine arts and the kalki krishnamurthy memorial award please join me in welcoming the extremely talented ranjini gayatri to our studios Hello friends welcome to Zenpod once again I have today the divas of Carnatic music as I call them on stage on in the studio they are everywhere so I am talking about yes none other than Ranjini Gayatri welcome to Zenpod and thank you for agreeing to come Namaskaram Minki uh, thank you for inviting us uh, uh, for this uh, podcast it's really a pleasure uh, talking with you and sharing our experience Thank you. Namaste and this is Gayatri happy to be here. Thank you uh, thank you both of you. My my trademark question in your context of life and music that's that occupies a large part of your life how do you view spirituality? We have not consciously thought uh, uh, of spirituality as such but uh, I think uh, in Carnatic music spirituality is very much the backdrop of all uh, compositions lyric wise. uh you it's a coincidence maybe that many composers of carnatic music are uh, saint composers so the content the meaning of the lyrics are very very uh, philosophical has a very high spiritual content uh so it is one of the layers of carnatic music so if a person would like to connect with that layer he is it, it is great uh, but uh, music and need not necessarily intersect uh, uh, spirituality because they are uh, different paths and and if you were to have <laughs> out a definition for spirituality what would you say i don't think 
uh, we are uh, in a stage of development that we can come up with definitions for spirituality. At best, we can describe our experience of such moments in our okay. lives. Okay. And I, I think I would say that every profound experience that I've had, every elevating experience that I've had has been always one where I have been singing or that I have been listening to music. Wow. So music to me is has always been uh, the, the bridge or the medium through which uh, I have experienced uh, transcendental, profound moments. Brilliant. So blissful moments, I would say. By bliss, I don't mean, you know, the normal vicissitudes of happiness and sadness that we go through on a daily basis, but a certain uh, extra awareness, mm -hmm. a certain, uh, uh, I can only put it away that when you feel elevated above your narrow self, and such moments have been only possible through music, so I'm very grateful for it. Oh, brilliant. Uh, let's not talk talk about the evolution of Ranjini Gayatri into where you are. Tell us about it. I am so curious and I'm sure the listeners are. Well, we are very fortunate uh, to be born into a family uh, who were very passionate about music. So our journey in music, or uh, it started very early. And we were very fortunate to, uh, to be born to parents who identified our talents very early. So we have also the Pashumaratha Ani Pola Abhimba. That means when you work at that tender age, everything goes into you, into your, it, it goes into you so viscerally. And the learning also happens very fast. So uh, un, unfettered, uncluttered mindset when we were really learning, we have put in a lot of hard work. So, and also, um, you know, life has given us a lot of opportunities to wear different hats or avatars. First, we, um, as kids, though I started learning uh, vocal from my mother at the age of five, okay. uh, uh, I saw my father play on the violin and just like a kid who is attracted to a new toy, maybe I also wanted to play the violin. And of course, Gayatri, who was a tad younger than me, three years, she also wanted to uh, follow suit. She also wanted to try out that instrument and lo and behold we started uh, wow. learning violin wow. and very soon started performing. So our journey started as violinists and then we also started accompanying other uh, illustrious veterans uh, in the field of music which was also an option. We, we, we started off as duo violinists. Yeah. Oh, that was okay. the first, uh, oh, first of its kind. Together. For, for, no, we're not first of the kind. There are many violin duos, but we started our career, uh, our first concerts, in fact, the first three years, I would say, were entirely violin duets. Wow. And then, as Ranjini said, we went into accompanying uh, other musicians. So we have accompanied, we have had an opportunity to accompany royals, uh, illustrious people like D.K. Patamar, Dr. and many others on the violin. So this has been a great experience too. Then uh, uh, another milestone uh, where, where we started singing, thanks to our uh, guru. It's a well-known fact that our guru, uh, P.S. Narayana Swami sir, uh, he encouraged us to take up vocal. And then that happened. And then after that, uh, we have also donned so many, uh, you know, when, we, when you look at evolution of Ranjini Gayatri, uh, it, I would say that they, when I stand back and take a look at my life, at, at our journey, for the past, uh, I would say, 40 years, because I'm also counting the years of uh, classroom training or uh, formal initiation mm -hmm. uh, started. 
Mm-hmm. So it's like almost 40 years. Wow. Yeah, we are that old. <laughs> so when you look at 40 years of uh, engagement with music, and like Ranjini said, through so many uh, changes or twists in our journey, mm-hmm. change of paths sometimes, uh, new uh, adventures that, that came upon us, mm-hmm. and we were game for such adventures. So most of it has not been really driven by us consciously. Mm-hmm. It has happened. All we have done is try to match up to whatever was asked of us. We worked hard. We were sincere. We loved what we did. And I think uh, the way the music and the life led on us, I think it, it is, it's nothing being short of magical. That's what I think. It's magical. The way we walked this path. Beautiful. I will, I will come to some of those parts a little later. But one of the things that I was tempted to, uh, in, in, terms of, in terms of order of questioning, I said, I must ask you this because I'm a huge fan of this particular part of yours. I don't know a better word than a fan, but you're abhanks. Your abhanks are in an absolutely different zone, right? So is there a connect between Lord Vithala and uh, Ranjini Gayatri? Does he visit you often? Do you meet him? I mean, I want the answer to this. I need to know the answer. <laughs> Well, all abangs are on Vithala. Yeah, so we are very much connected. Uh, uh, yeah, our connection with abangs are very, very musical. As as a, I was about to say, actually, we also uh, became composers. We started composing abangs and okay. setting tune to it. Wow. So that is one more thing that we have done. Uh, we, but uh, talking about uh, our connection with Vithala, uh, Whenever we performed, we have heard stories about many of our fans uh, coming up to us and said, because of your abhangs, because I heard your abhangs, I was uh, inspired to go to Vithala uh, and uh, go to Pandarpur and have a wow. darshan of Vithala. Many wow. people have come up to us and said, and they saw, they saw Vithala, uh, they, uh, they had darshan of that because of the music. But unfortunately, we had never had that opportunity till where uh, we got a poor, uh, uh, a chance to uh, directly sing at the Sanctum Sanctorum. Oh, beautiful. Early oh. This year. Yeah, both of us, we sang and we also performed a concert following that. This was at Pandarpur? Finally, so, uh, we got to sing before our own Mithala. I would say, is there a connect between, see, for a musician, when you learn a song or you learn a, a new genre sometimes, it is, it's a very musical uh, pursuit. You learn the raga, you, you pay attention to the cadence of the words. You, and of course, there are some natural uh, endowments sometimes. Right. Us being born and brought up in Mumbai, um, so we were exposed to Marathi. So our diction right. and uh, the Correct. accent uh, articulation Correct. is generally, it's, it, it is much easier for us to get it right. Right. than perhaps a person who has lived yeah. and grown outside yeah. of Maharashtra. Yeah. Correct. So these are a few of the natural uh, um, strengths that we had. Mm-hmm. But that apart, I think it is just that when you bring a, a good voice, a good musical sense, a lot of uh, emotional depth to your singing, it does not matter whether it is a Tamil composition or a Abhang or a Devarnama, or a Telugu composition, mm-hmm. or whichever language it is, as long as you pay attention to the details, I think you can do justice to it. 
and that is what i am concerned as a musician beautiful one of your abangs has brought tears to my eyes uh, of joy i must tell you that of joy or bliss thank you so much no seriously and I, that's why i asked you this question i couldn't resist waiting till the middle of the program how would each of you describe the others singing styles gayatri is the most consistent of performers i've ever seen wow um, yes i i say that as an observer not because she is my sister uh, and the most rounded musician you would say there is nothing that she cannot do uh, the voice uh, what can i say the voice the mind the 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 connect that she brings with i mean not only with herself and music but also to the world it is for everybody to see that brilliance uh, be it uh, everything right from intellectual in, uh, you know intellectual music which appeals to the mind it appeals to the intellect or to the emotion everywhere i mean she is such an all-rounded musician i've never seen somebody who can deliver every time every time and whatever she can do she will go 200% much more than what she can possibly do and that i have seen uh, in close quarters and that is something which i would definitely or anybody would like to emulate wow there you go gayatri that is fantastic uh, testimonial i mean <laughs> what about you i would say you know uh, to me ranjini yes she is my elder sister but she has also played the role of a mother to me many times so she has given me so much of unconditional love on stage off stage it's there all the time but when i sing with her uh, you know uh, her her voice is like the bottomless depth of an ocean oh. so deep so so serene so you know after the storm breaks when the sun breaks out and you have this inexpressibly beautiful blue sky right the storm seems like a dream and that's that's the kind of feeling that ranjini's voice you know it is so beautifully it's so well suited to the idiom of carnatic music i would say indian classical music uh, the texture the depth uh, and in many aspects of singing like for instance when we sing a kalpanaswara mm. or when we uh, sing a, when you just hold a note the depth and articulation with which she sings is something that uh, is it always adds to the feel and the depth of music uh, so i think that more than anything else when i am on stage i have somebody who who is there for me in every way and i think it is not about just ranjini gatri is not merely the sum of the parts of both of us it is something more than that uh, when we come together it creates a synergy and i think that is only possible because of ranjini's uh, giving a uh, generous attitude not just towards me but to yeah. she's very nurturing to everyone on stage right uh, whether it is the violinist or the percussion artist uh, that that sense of uh, positivity that she exudes brings out the best from everyone around her and uh, i think that is something that uh, truly uh, helps me give my best every time i'm on stage beautiful wow it's really complimentary fantastic it's really nice to uh, hear both of you say this about each other awesome so gayatri are you a fan of ranjini absolutely <laughs> <laughs> always awesome awesome no But, it sounds very corny to say no no no, no but i know i mean we are raga we are 
we complete each other and we start yeah. each other yeah so to, for god to say that i'm a fan of ra and for ra to say the same of ga Not, seems like we are patting each other on the back because yeah. where do i end and where does she begin <laughs> beautiful no very nice yeah okay uh, i want to come back to uh, to you know music and spirituality and i've seen i've seen various performances of yours you have even come to dubai and performed you're amazing on stage there there's, there's no denying that are there have there been concerts or have there been particular songs that you have finished singing and you said oh my god i don't know how i did that did you find a, a depth or an or an intellectual or a spiritual connect and you said oh my god both of you looked at each other and said we don't know how we did that or has it happened to you or does it come to you naturally yes such moments of you know, bliss something that happens those goosebumps right uh, something which is inexplicable mm-hmm. uh, it uh, it transcends you to some other world where you you become aware of the whole auditorium people listening to you with so much of you know silence but uh, that poignant silence right uh, yes there has been many moments like that but uh, and we of course live for it as performers we look forward to those moments yeah and we don't know when that really happens it can happen anywhere you are singing manodharma sangeetam or a composition or anywhere beautiful nowadays it happens very often oh really yes i mean i think the point is that when you when you dissolve yourself in the music mm-hmm. and the music just happens you're not singing something uh you are also you are you're letting yourself be taken in the flow of the music and that is the most beautiful uh, feeling for a musician oh that's true no I, as uh, as audience as part of the, as part of the spectators who listen to you for us it's very obvious when we see you especially there are some you know and i've seen it happen during your abhangs uh, i have seen it happen during a couple of your other numbers i can't recollect immediately so for us it's very obvious but i am asking it because you are there doing it right so you are lost you are any which way lost you are in a different zone you are performing so which is why i wanted to, i was curious to know does it and, and interesting so you do realize it okay i want to go back to your childhood now and um, you spoke about violin you started playing violin at a very very early age when do you remember the time when the switch to singing happened was it gradual was it immediate how did uh, well uh, as uh, in carnatic music training uh, whatever instrument you take up vocal is an integral part of your training Correct. you are also asked to sing so that you, your articulation is better and uh, your attention to the nuances of the lyrics also especially is there mm. your connection to the lyrics is there so the, whether you take up flute or veena or violin or even mridangam mm. uh, you are encouraged to take up vocal Correct. also uh so we have always been singing both of us have always been singing uh while playing but not on uh, not seriously uh then it happened that uh, uh we went to our uh, guru shri ps narayan swami sir mm-hmm. uh to enlarge our repertoire to learn more compositions uh, after we settled in chennai so he heard us and as soon as he heard us he said you have such good voices what made you take up an instrument because in the saying goes that koral illana viral that is if you don't have a voice then you take up an instrument so you have such good voices why did you ever take so then from there he said you have to sing uh, you have so much of potential then uh, then we came to we were 
okay to cut the long story short we were almost shoved on stage by him and uh, then we had to acted yeah so yeah we acquitted ourselves well there and then life took its course and there was no looking back and the first performance <laughs> did it come out the way you had expected there were many initial performances uh, which were really good when i think back mm-hmm. but um, uh, our expectation from ourselves were also it also i think a lot depended because we had been very successful uh, extremely accomplished violinists for more than a decade mm-hmm. and we had built up a very formidable body of work and made a formidable name as violinists correct in our generation we were regarded as the best one of the best violinists who would go on to create a style of our own so at that very crucial time uh, i think expectations were a lot as instrumentalists or as violinists from both of us okay. so when uh, a kind of change was not in order nobody expected it and i think many of our contemporaries told us that you know you are already such you are on your way to becoming legends in the field of violin why would you even want to change course you should right. just you know go on uh, in that journey uh, so but you know to be to be honest we did not start singing because we felt inadequate in the violin we did not start singing for any other professional these uh, aspirational reasons it was only to satisfy our guru's wish that we should sing and um, but of course uh, we are the kind of people who always try to do as much justice as possible when we are given a challenge right and that's how we started singing but i think if you you know there was if there was a moment which was i would say a defining moment or a path changing moment it did not happen in the first concert that we sang i would say it happened maybe about the second year that we were singing okay uh, it that moment happened where i found the change within myself and things changed after wow so uh, the question was so the initial lack of uh, unexpected uh, lack of encouragement if you call it because you have been accomplished violinist and then you go on stage and start singing and obviously the audience is going to say ayo why are they singing i mean they they play the violin so well did did so obviously as a, as an audience i'm expecting you to play the violin and i am not such a big fan of your singing yet so i give you two claps instead of four did that at any point of time <laughs> hurt you or did you not notice it strangely actually that has never happened to us yes but it has been our fear all the time that was our fear that that would happen but actually it never happened It, then we found out that it was all in your mind. That was a fear that you were uh, yeah. running away from. You know, in fact, it's, this is a very funny memory that I have. In the initial years, that you know, we had started singing, but we're not quite settled. Right. There used to come these uh, so organizers and people who knew us were I don't know too eager to feature our vocal concerts because they a lot of people in the field, a lot of organizers had a lot of faith in our talent. and uh, many of them used to say ninga paadu ninga paadinga illa naanga kandipa engalukku paadi kodukonum oh. i mean it was very strange because oh. we had not really made up any name as a vocalist but many people were waiting to feature us and i remember that whenever somebody would feature a vocal concert i used to feel very anxious about it and oh. the last minute find some excuse and change it into a violin concert <laughs> <laughs> i did it quite a few times you know until this particular 
concert happened. Yes. Yeah. This was a concert uh, in uh, I think 99 January uh, in Tirumala Tirupati Devasthana in Chennai. Mm-hmm. Uh, at that time, it was non AC auditorium, and uh, the 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 singer who was supposed to sing uh, had cancelled it a couple of days ago uh, because of ill health. and uh, we were featured in her st- in her stead uh, but uh, every advert carried our name only because she had uh, she had given us a quite a lead time for all those changes to be made okay. so everybody knew it was ranjini and gayatri who were going to be singing but it was unbelievable the kind of number of audience that came that day oh. it was just magical uh, you would see that in every window which was open at that time it was not ac now it's an ac auditorium people around 20 people hanging on those windows every window every door the whole wow. uh, hall was jam packed and at that time we, we definitely didn't expect it at all we were not you know what you call the popular singers of the day right yeah, because right. we were not taking still in the initial stages of getting settled as vocalists and we just thought it was a lark you know, we just for the heck of it you sing a concert and that day with with all this crowd and maybe the grace of lord balaji yeah i i felt that change inside me yeah. i for sure i remember that and I sang like I don't know. It was very strange feeling. Many people came up to us and said, "What happened to you? What happened? Wow. You you are like you're going to be like rockets. If yeah, if violinists like you are going to put the singers to shame, then what do we do?" I remember one listener saying this, and uh, my mother, as we were after the concert, we were leaving home. She turned at me and said, "What happened to you? What got into you today?" what made you sing like this wow so yes definitely there was something some divine dispensation by god that day and he he made us feel that this is my path this is my journey yes we experienced that this yeah. was our calling that was the probably what you call a eureka moment where we accepted that we have it in us to be vocalists until then we were very apologetic uh, about ourselves as singers and that was a defining moment where with faith with joy we stepped on we undertook this new avatar <laughs> brilliant you are you are both so articulate uh, with, with obviously with the way you sing but now in the last 20 25 minutes clearly the way you speak as well <laughs> uh, i i have a question for both of you music and mind what's your take well for carnatic music for sure mind is very very important it's very vital because you have to be there 100% uh there was a scientist who uh, a friend of ours a fan of ours who came up to us and said that actually carnatic music he has done certain experiment okay. uh and he said that carnatic music actually recharges maximum or uh, um actually maximum parts of the brain is uh, is uh, is ignited or is it news when you sing carnatic music wow. because uh, because there are so many components there are so many um, faculties that have to work in conjunction you know in conjunction with each other when whether it's our active memory the imaginative side the intellectual side the sense synchronization motor skills there are so many aspects which has to function in coordination with each other simultaneously so i would say it's a great brain workout and also you know the only component which is not related to the mind if you can separate it out is your voice because the voice is a hardware Correct. you are endowed with your voice yes. but even there 
using your voice in a particular way, making it do what you want, singing in tune, getting your swaras, gamakas right. All yes. this is a function of the mind. So when mind and voice comes together, that is when great music is. Coming. Where do you draw your energy from? <laughs> from the sun. <laughs> and then from the star who is next to me here <laughs> she is talking about ranjini so <laughs> wow <Of course. laughs> awesome. that star up there and the star next to me <laughs> she took she stole my line <laughs> no awesome no seriously is there is there something you do or is there something specific you draw your energy from because and it's awesome by the way i'm i'm not even i'm just asking in a very positive light I think it's, no, it's a great question. Uh, I think some part of it is just that we are, uh, what do you, if I may use a cuss word, we are damned lucky. <laughs> we are too lucky because we are surrounded, nurtured by the most loving and great people, great human beings. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ranjini's family, Ranjini's mm-hmm. husband, my brother-in-law, her mother-in-law who, who was with us until very recently. I'm sorry to hear uh, My mother-in-law, uh my parents of course of course then our immediate my our respective husbands you cannot meet such great souls i mean even if they are not related to me i would say that they're such positive joyous giving generous kind hearted people Beautiful. and being touched by them is itself a blessing and to be blessed with music and to spend our life learning from such people around us i think we're just triply blessed and that and if we are able to reflect some part of this goodness that we are exposed to by you know our family members mm-hmm. i think that in itself is such an energy giving mm-hmm. presence in our life very very well said yeah mm-hmm. i will i will take the lucky bit for the family part of it but the other parts is your hard work and perseverance <laughs> and, and and sweat so uh, so uh, thank you so much anna thank seriously uh, who inspires you ranjini Uh, inspiration of course gayatri's uh, you know meticulousness wow. and her uh, yeah her pursuit for perfect uh, you know perfection uh, her desire for perfection it's a, it's a tall order so every time i i play catch up, catch up you know uh, so uh, you can't be without her influence but of course if you talk, talk about uh, who have inspired me i think of great uh, musicians like uh, dk patamard who was uh, the first one the first brahmin lady to ascend the stage so much of uh, you know uh, 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 challenges she must have faced to be able to walk that path Absolutely. and to stay stay true to that path and so much of courage and uh, sacrifices that she had to make at that time to make it possible to share her music with the world but she did it on yeah awesome lady awesome. and many women like that she's divine and you gayatri now that i find i mean though we do take inspiration from great musicians from great trend setters who have come before us and made it easier for us to to climb the heights uh, i would also say that as you grow as a musician inspiration is all around you any random piece of music you hear even if it's a child who is singing there is always something to learn there's always something to uh, Trigger, trigger something. Nice. So uh, inspiration is all around you. Music is all around you. You need to develop the antenna and the proper, uh, you know, signals to tune in and be enriched by this. By this. Very nice. So, so, so that would be your inspiration, uh, Gayatri. 
Yeah. I've had my inspirations too. Uh, my inspiration, when I was young, I was a violinist with N. Rajam. She still continues to be a huge idol for me. And there are many musicians, but then there are always some who are extra special. And I would yeah. say she is, for sure. <laughs> Very nice. Very nice. Your, your mutual love and admiration is so, is so infectious. It's so nice. It's so nice. Singing typically, and they say this, they say this to work as well, but, but singing clearly is a reflection of uh, who you are, what you are, blah, blah, blah. So for <laughs> my, two, two parts of the question. One is, is there, are you both very, very similar and alike, number one? And is there something you do to be on the same wavelength to be, and to be special? Or is that the way you are born, manufactured? Yeah, yeah the, the, the later is absolutely right. We are manufactured <laughs> this way. <laughs> and we also had the opportunity to know each other since birth. So that is a great head start to have. You know, that complete trust in each other. Uh, that uh, I know for sure that Gayatri will, uh, you know, hold it for me when I uh, need it. Mm-hmm. And I will do the same for her. Yeah, I have her back. So uh, that is there. So do you have to be the same? Do you have to be in the same? Yeah. But yeah, we are different personalities, of course. Oh. Uh, yes. Uh, Gayatri is much more, as I said, a firebrand. Mm. <laughs> yes. I would say if you wanted symbols, then I think I'm the fire and she's Mother Earth. <laughs> <laughs> well it's said. Very well. No, but we are very contrasting personalities. Oh, is I it? We balance but yeah, we share a lot of common grounds. Same common values. Of course, upbringing, same upbringing helps. And, and so the reason, I'll tell you. Like, sorry, sorry. I'm sorry. The reason I also ask this question is because I've spoken to a couple of accomplished musicians like you and you know, typically the answer I get is you you do tend to prepare for a concert or for a show. And and obviously you you want to be you want to be at your bed. So you don't want something if you have a show at 10 in the morning or two in the afternoon, you don't want your day to be affected by external unintended circumstances or you know, you want to be in a good zone when you go to perform. And which is why I asked you for one person it's, it's probably easy, but it makes it two of you, and especially when two of you come together on stage. Which is why my curiosity about how do you manage to, do you speak to each other? How do you manage to retain? Let's say today Ranjini has had a bad day. I, I, I'm, I'm sure you've not, but let's say you've had a bad day and both of you are performing. Would you then try to bring her on the same thing or does she not tell you about it or how does it happen? Well, uh, I would say that I, that's what I said right in the beginning that I've never seen a bad day in life. Brilliant. I've never, literally never. Uh, that, uh, yes. That is because not that she didn't have a bad day. It's because on stage, while she sings, all that she overcomes with just one wow. swoop, she will be there. She is zoom, you know, right there, bang on. Okay. She has. That's why I said she always gives a two hundred percent. And music, maybe that is the best connector for her. But she is transported to another zone when she starts singing, and wow. it is palpable for everybody. I've I've known, uh, you know, there has been instances where her, you know, she was not well. Uh, physically, she was not well to be able to sing a concert. We, have, we were traveling, and then I had to literally pull her up and uh, you know ask her to get ready. And you know, uh-huh. so uh, and I used to be so worried that this concert should go well. And then, lo, like magic, one the minute she started singing, all her I mean, in the Kurnuke, she would be all the way. So, that's something that is a grace, God's grace. That yeah. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, of course, we all have our good days and bad right. days. Right. Uh, I definitely have bad days too. 
and they said, I've never had a, I've, I've never seen her have a bad day, but I do. No, no. And she would give me a frown. <laughs> she would glare. <laughs> we are brutally, one thing is that we don't sugarcoat anything. We are very honest yes. with each other. We, we openly fight, we argue, we rave and rant. But we are completely transparent to each other. Awesome. So awesome. that is for, so that honesty is there within us. But I think for for any two, for any group of artists to, to come together on stage, uh, you know, in a very effective way, I think right. a very good, cordial, warm relationship between them is very, very important. Absolutely. And of course, both saying between the both of us, uh, if it's a petty argument, it's all forgotten. But any serious uh, conflicts definitely need to be resolved before you go and start singing because it will reflect on the Right, right. I think that's very important. Thank you. Thank you for the candid answer. Really, really, really. You improvise a lot singing. And this, I'm not talking only abangs. I've seen even your other places where I've heard the pristine, pure, what I call the classical school music. And if you hear the same number, both of you singing, there is a twist or there is a turn somewhere and very, very artistically done. How do you manage the fine balance between, you know, the classic, the classical, pure music and, and the improvisation? It's a wonderful question. One is not antithetical to the other. Oh. Uh, it is like you trying to, yeah, it is like a language, right? Music is like a language. Mm -hmm. And uh, imagine you want to be articulate in a, in a particular language. You learn uh, the, the syntax, the grammar, uh, the how to may, uh, build word, you know, the, fun, the fundamental blocks, right. foundation blocks of right. um, music you learn just like you learn a language. And then when you become masters, whatever you do, you you will of course be grammatically correct, right? Will, correct. Uh, will you put an if instead of R? Such things are not going to happen. Yeah. So uh, you become, uh, grammar is such an inherent part of you, you don't think about it as grammar. It is not a conscious uh, effort at all. It is a backdrop, it, it has become a part of you. Now you rise above all that to express your thought and communicate what you feel, your expression. And that's what happens Beautiful. in music too. Interesting. I think the quality of balance is very important in music. Uh, like when you talk about balancing, what you say is a traditional pure music. I don't know if pure is the word I would use because mm -hmm. no music is pure. Tradition mm -hmm. is always an ever-flowing stream. And uh, it goes on... Uh, Assuming different colors and shades as different right. composers and music right. add their might right. to it. Right. Right. So, uh, but what is done and what you do right now, uh, I think a good way of balance is to always never overdo anything what you do. That has been something that always it's a conscious striving for that, that don't overdo. Whatever you do as a musician, try to do it with a sense of proportion and a sense of control. I think this is a good advice for, I would say, any musician. I think this will happen automatically if it is not an expression of ego or yourself. Uh, I am doing it. I am singing this. I am this self, the, the sense of self should dissolve mm. into the greater music. And when that spirit of, uh, you know, just wanting to merge with the great music, which is far higher than you, your attempt to connect with that, everything else will fall in place, and your music will be pristine. Wow, you you say it so you say it so easily and so simply, and 
here i'm sitting and, and and i've been a part of the audience like i told you several times and i'm saying <laughs> that's not as simple as it sounds <laughs> but yeah but i agree with you i i completely agree with what you're saying i want to as we are drawing to the close of our discussion i want to do a rapid fire with both of you uh, you can you can choose to have you can choose to have different answers so you can choose to have different answers and we'll go ranjini first and then gayatri or whatever or if the answer is the same it's fine so okay ready to go okay so my first thing is music is my life yeah my heart wow raga is ranjini gayatri wow i must confess i never expected this answer this is a sixer <laughs> this is an absolute knockout it's a home run alapana is imagination unfettered ranjini it is like a free free flowing the most difficult expression form of expression okay karnataka music is is the best <laughs> i don't know there are so many things i can say to describe karnataka music its complexity the profundity in it yeah. yeah it is just the most complete music a singer is <laughs> the person who connects uh, with karnataka music the most i mean she is the an artist who will connect with Uh, who take Carnatic music to the audience the best? Gayatri, we <laughs> need that. <laughs> that is total uh, rubbish. <laughs> See, we are very bad with the uh, caption ones. I know. No, no, no. But even then, no, no. I would say that Carnatic music. What I was trying to say was that yeah. a, a singer does the best justice to Carnatic. True, music. true. Ranjini is. Yeah. <laughs> But this Gayatri, you can't answer. You can't answer this. Ranjini is a Ra, the sun. ஜாயத்ரிஸ்கிரைப்ரைப்ரைப்ரைப்ரைப்ரைப்ரைப்ரைப்ரைப்ரைப்ரைப்ரைப்ரைப்ரைப்ரைப்ரைப்ரைப்
and to be able to express through music, then you will be always happy. Very nice. So Very yes, nice. think for yourself because that part will always assure you when you commit yourself to sadhana. There's one word which is often used in the world of Indian classical music, which is sadhana. It is discipline, it is immersion, but it is more than that. It is practice, it's everything. It is to commit yourself to a lifetime journey into music, and that is sadhana. So sadhana is always inward looking. It is never ex external. So as long as the students or the singer or the musician's mind is inward turned, I think a good part of their happiness will be fed by the music itself. And everything else is a bonus. If it happens, great. If it doesn't, you still have this with you. So that is, uh, and that has worked for us. And we were also lucky to have other, the other aspects of, you know, professional success or whatever. But there is no question that the primary happiness of our music is that it makes us happy when we sing. I think that is the most joyful aspect of, of my uh, vocation for me. Very beautiful. On that, on that really inspiring and lovely note, uh, I want to thank both of you, Ranjini and Gayatri, for agreeing to come on the studios. I know you're busy. I know you have a lot of things. I, I invite today and you, you both of you very graciously agreed to come on the show. I really want to thank you both and... Uh, and I look forward to meeting you in person, flesh and blood, sometime very soon. Thank you. Thank you, thank you dear Vinky. Your questions were really insightful. Yes. Thank you for, uh, for giving us this opportunity even to think and to articulate these thoughts. Thank you.